Welcome back to Senior Living Marketing Success, where we help you get more tours, more move-ins, and more reviews. In this episode, Dallas talks with Bria Roper, a certified Gallup Strengths Coach, and they talk about why strengths make you stronger and how to get the right people in the right spots of your business. Today, I am joined by one of my best friends in all of the marketing uh, leadership world, uh, Bria Roper. Bria, thanks for joining us. Uh, I appreciate your time today. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for the invite. So Bria is like the the leadership coach extraordinaire. Uh, you you've, you've started with Strength Finders, right? And then now you're also, we met because we're both uh, Business Made Simple certified coaches with Donald Miller. Uh, yeah. Is there anything else that you've done? To tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background helping companies. Yeah, so really my passion is helping people tell their story whether that's an individual who's just trying to identify their story through looking at their natural talent through Clifton Strengths, um, or maybe it's a company or, or an organization that's trying to tell their story through sales and marketing. Um, but I think helping people clarify their mission, you know, clarify their purpose, and then helping an organization align their team around that. Business Made Simple certainly helps with that and Clifton Strengths as well. And then um, once we have that internal clarity and confidence using story brand and business made simple to communicate that externally as well. So there's a ton of these tests out there like strength finders and Enneagram and, and Myers-Briggs and all that stuff. I personally am a huge fan of the strength finders. And, and part of that is because one of the strengths is, is called a maximizer, right? Am I saying that right? Yeah, and, right. and that means that, that you like to focus on getting better at the things you're good at and, and building teams around you to, to, to handle the stuff you're not, right? And I think that's like my number two or three strength. Uh, and so I love strength finders because it yeah. really is about focusing on that. Um, but, but, you know, how, how have you seen strength finders help organizations you work with? Because, you know, we talked about this earlier, but one of the things, in especially, and this is probably in all industries, but but I work with senior living, and in this industry, it is, you know, companies all over the country are having a, a remarkably difficult time finding people to work and and stay on board with their team. How can you help them with that, Bria? Yeah, retention is a huge problem. Like you said, I mean, it's everywhere. It's not industry specific, um, and I think. In my experience, a lot of that comes from, you know, the, the company or the organization having a, a job description. They've created this box that they're trying to find a person to fit in. And no one person is the same, right? We're all very unique in the way that we do things. And it's, it's impossible to find the perfect fit, right? So anytime you're, you're taking someone and trying to fit them into a particular job description that you've created out of thin air, you know, basically, <laughs> you know, there's going to be some rough edges. There's going to be some shaving, you know, some, some friction as that person has to kind of uh, fit into that job description. And so I think what's so beautiful about strengths is it works the other way around where you hire someone who, um, you know, we do this through business made simple too. We help you become a value driven professional and help you clarify your mission and, and once you get that, that, that good fit for the culture or for the organization, then you look at the individual talent, the individual strengths that that, that employee brings, and you're able to, um, to refine the job description to fit 
them and to really let them bring their, their best self to work. So you've got the talent and the skill and the knowledge, you know, um, all in the same place. And that really helps them shine, which makes them feel valued in the organization. They feel like what they do every day actually helps people and helps the organization move forward. They understand their role and why um, getting up every day and coming to work is important. And they want to do that because they see their story and your company's story in alignment and they're excited to participate in that versus trying to fit into a box that they didn't create or had no, no buy-in. Um, so, you know, you talk about alignment and, and that, that yeah. brought up an, an, a thought I just had. You know, there, there's the old saying that people don't quit jobs, they quit bosses. 100%. But, but how much of that sometimes can be that the mid-level manager or the next level up, they are in a position that yeah. they don't really like. And then that impacts everyone below them. I'm sure that happens a lot. <laughs> I'm sure it does. Yeah. I mean, so, so when they, when they, when they go through this process with you to determine their strengths, I mean, how many people just have an aha moment? Like, oh man, I've been trapped in this square hole and I'm really a triangle. I ought to be over here. Right. I got to go over here. Sometimes it is, you know, sometimes that is the aha where it's just the wrong role. I'm in the wrong department. I'm in the wrong position, but sometimes it's just, um, actually most of the time, I think it's the limitations that we've placed on ourselves or it's comparing ourselves to the other people that have the same job around us Mm -hmm. and thinking that we have to do it the same way Mm. or looking at how it's been done in the past, looking at the shoes that we've filled. And it's not looking at, at what we bring, you know, with confidence and realizing that you can do the same job and you can achieve the same outcome with a different process maybe, or, you know, approaching it in your unique way. And a lot of people are scared to do that because that's countercultural to the way that, you know, it's been traditionally, especially if you're stepping into a management role, you feel that added pressure of, you know, doing it like everyone's done it before. Um, so I think that's one of it, one side of it. The other side, Dallas, I think is that we just aren't aware of our own unique patterns, you know, the strengths that we have or the talent that we bring, because the way that we think, the way that we act, the way that we, we feel is so natural to us that we just don't even realize that it's anything special. Right. And so it's like the curse of knowledge, right? Like you, 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 don't, you don't realize what you know also a lot of times. Yeah, you know? that's right. Uh, that's right. So an assessment can help us um, to, to get that outside perspective. And then a coach or a facilitator like me to come in from the outside just kind of brings that, that extra level of perspective that helps people see a little bit more clearly. So Bria, I think also um, one of the things that's probably happening is because there's so much stress on these managers to get nurses hired and to get, you know, other facilitators hired that they may be skipping over some of this thought process, mm-hmm. right? How dangerous is that when, for, for these communities that are, they're, they're, they're such a panic mode to get staff yeah. that they're, they may be putting the wrong people in the spots. How, how dangerous is that? I mean, it's expensive, that's for sure. It's expensive in, in dollars and in time and resources. So, you know, it's, it's tempting to go for the quick fix, the quick hire, just fill the spot. 
but how many times do you lose that person so quickly because you didn't vet them or you didn't provide the resources that they need or it's just not the right the right fit and they self-select out. Um, then you have to go through the whole process again and you're just spinning your wheels and you're not moving forward. So it definitely is, you know, the danger is there um, and it's worth it to, to slow down a little bit so that you can go fast, um, you know, with, with just a little bit of extra time and extra thought, you know, and extra preparation. I think that, that, that is such a great uh, comment there about slowing down to, to be able to speed up. Um, I kind of, it, my communication is my number one Clifton <laughs> strength, which means I talk in a lot of word pictures. Um, and so the way that I see it is, you know, those little, uh, little toy cars where you have to pull it back and there's all that tension and then you let it go and it just goes like zooms, you know, really fast, really far. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's the image that comes to mind. If you, if you find this person you think is a good fit, right? Take a little bit of time to pull back, you know, set yourself up, set them up for success and then just let them go. Let them and, and, you know, and you'll all be better for it. And I guess to continue that, that visual, the alternate is you could just push the car forward yourself a little bit at a time. Those cars are not made. Like if you no. try to, to push it forward, it's not designed to do that. Right. right. So it takes so much more effort, so much more energy, so much more, um, so many more resources, time, money that your company doesn't need to be spending. And it's, it's being wasted because it's not actually helping you move forward. Well, I think that, that, you know, you said as far as costing you time and money, Yeah. I mean, you know, both of those things are, are limited and, and everything you do in your business, you have to use one of those two things to accomplish something, right? You either have to use time or you have to use money. And if you're, if you're costing yourself both of those by, by rushing into hiring people in the end, it's just going to get worse. That's right. right. That's right. And sometimes um, we overlook the talent that we already have. If you're trying to find someone to, to staff the front desk, right? Um, you might actually have someone already on your staff doing a different role that loves meeting new people and, does, and, and loves, you know, being that, that first face. Um, they might be a better fit for that role. But if you don't take time to assess the talent that you already have and make sure that everyone is in the right the right position, um, you could be missing opportunities. You could just be hiring the wrong the wrong thing, you know? Well, um, and, and I think that that's a great point. Someone may be on your staff in a role that they took that role because they had to get a paycheck, right? right. And you were in a position that you had to fill that spot. Right. But now there's an opening that if you knew about their strengths, you could easily move them over, right? Mm -hmm. And this time do a better job filling that other hole that they're currently in. Yes. And I know how important it is for, um, for your clients, Dallas, for your senior living centers um, to book more tours, right? And you don't want to just book tours. You want to give them an excellent tour, right? Yep. You want to blow them away in their customer experience. So all of that is, it comes down to the people who are giving the tour and the culture of, of the home, right? The people that are in it, you want, 
you want it all to shine. And it it's really not just about making sure it's clean and shiny, right? Or, you know, showing off all of the, um, all the history or, you know, all the whatever, you know, we've been here for so many years, right? It's your current staff and your current residents that are gonna sell that experience. And when people have the opportunity to be the best of themselves, to bring the best of themselves to work every day, your residents are gonna love that. And your employees are, their eyes will literally be shining when people go on tour. And you don't, you don't have to sell it at all, you know, because you just, your, your visitors come in and they, they can feel it, they can sense it, they know that something's different. And the people that are already there are being cared for, they're valued, and they know that their mom, their dad will also be valued and, and cared for when, you know, when they become a resident. So it certainly is worth the time and a little bit of extra money to pull that car back, do an assessment before you just let it go. You know, it's interesting as far as like the, the, the folks in these communities that are giving the tours, yeah. um, there's probably a set of top strengths that would be not necessarily uniform, yeah. but trends, right? Like they probably have the woo factor of winning others over, right? Yeah. They're, what, what are, I mean, what are, what are some others you think would, would probably, like, as an example, that that job role would, would probably be, be looking for? Yeah. So woo, it stands for winning others over. Um, it's, you know, someone with woo loves to meet new people. They like, they like winning them over to the idea or to the place. So certainly I could see that being a good fit. Someone else with positivity has a lot of positive energy, um, but it doesn't have to be the outgoing, you know, woo positivity cheerleader it could be someone that is more introverted or more intellectual, more thoughtful, more quiet. Um, the key is that they're aware of their talents and that they bring those talents to the experience. So if someone is, um, is on the quieter side, maybe their, their talent is something called relator where they're not about all the people, right? In big groups or meeting all the new people, but they can go um, deep with one person and they have a presence of really just being able to focus on you and making you feel special in that moment. So they're not distracted as they're walking around being like, hey, hey, what's going on? You know, saying hi to everybody. Um, and so it's just a different experience and both can be very positive, but giving, giving the person, giving your employee the freedom to be who they are, to bring their talent to that role and to that position, that's the key. That's the key. Well, and I think also for, for this particular role, empathy would probably be another one um, because you, everyone, just about everyone they're dealing with, especially like in an assisted living type role, uh, more so than independent living, but definitely assisted living, so many of these families are struggling with this decision, right? Yeah. It's an emotional decision to move mom out of the house and into a community even though for those of us in the industry and we understand it it 99 percent of the time is better for them but you yeah. have to be empathetic to what the family's dealing with and then be able to show hey this is how we can make your life better right that's where they're being able to, to leverage that story brand narrative 
Yeah, love that story brain narrative. And this is where, not to plug myself, but just in general, like this is where coaching is really helpful because just because someone has a certain talent like empathy doesn't necessarily mean that they can communicate that empathy to your customer um, because the Gallup talent of empathy is really just, it just means that they feel what you're feeling, right? right. If someone comes in and they're feeling really nervous about this decision, your tour guide with empathy will, will feel that they'll pick up on it. But if their, their talent isn't actually a strength, if they haven't learned how to set boundaries to, to protect that, um, or, you know, to make that healthy for themselves, um, you might actually have that person burn out faster than any other employee because they're constantly soaking up all the negative energy, right? That's, or the- That's the, interesting. The no, feeling, yeah, you know? because they're almost too empathetic. Yes. That they, they can't look at it objectively uh, from the business side, right? right. That's it. Yeah, that, that's super interesting. Hundred, yeah, I love that. That natural talent can actually appear or um, can make someone feel um, they they can connect, they can express empathy maybe better than someone that who actually has that talent because they aren't feeling all the feels, but they've learned how to tune in to the needs of that that person, your customer, um, but the emotion is not there, right? So they're coming at it from an intellectual standpoint of um, maybe their woo wants to win you over. So they're listening to the things that your customer is saying and they're communicating that back to them using their words. I mean, really anyone can be successful in that role as long as you're using what's most natural for you and um, being coached to make sure that those talents are are healthy instead of hurting you or hurting, you know, the people around you. I love it. I think that's really, really valuable uh, info for everybody that's listening. I mean, that, you know, yeah. the, the fact that you took what I said and, and um, you know, basically said, no, that that's not how I look at this, right? Because I think the, the way I was looking at it is how most of us uh, as leaders would think through it. Like, oh, I, I need to find somebody that has woo, is empathetic and, you know, is, is positive. Yeah. And, and, and so to, to reframe that, I think was, is maybe the most valuable info on this, on this call, Bria. So uh, thanks for that. Yeah, you're welcome. It just comes from a lot of personal experience, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but yes, it's, it's, it's important to identify people's natural abilities, natural tendencies. It's just as important to identify whether they're, they're healthy or you know, they're hurting, whether they're helping or hindering. And if you can do that, it, it doesn't really matter what the talent is. Um, as long as you've got healthy, healthy people, you know, who are, um, who are contributing, you know, from a place of strength. So you, I think you said you had my, my strength finders results in front of you, right? I know, I know for yeah. me, like futuristic, like I'm a strategic thinker. Yes. I'm, I'm uh, woo is uh, winning over others. Yeah. Um, the, the maximizer. So, you know, it was interesting because especially the futuristic deal, because my wife, mm -hmm. she thinks about 10 minutes into the future on a good day. Okay. Right? <laughs> so she's very present. She's very present and past. Right. And yeah. I am very futuristic. And so, 
you know, our daughter will do something and, and like with her baby doll and I'm, I'll make a comment about like, want to be awesome one day to see her as a mother. And my, my wife would be like, Oh my God, God, I don't even want to think about that. And, you know, um, (laughs) or like with our business, you know, I'll, I'll be talking about things I want to do. And, and it's just, it's so interesting. And so when you think about that in the, in the corporate culture as well, that's gotta be a huge friction point. If you've got people on your team, the, I mean, I, I would imagine leaders need to have that futuristic quality, mm. right? You, you'd be thinking five, five years ahead, 10 years ahead. Yeah. Um, right now with a lot of senior living communities, you're thinking 30 days ahead a lot of times, um, just as the COVID things happen and change and, and we adapt. Yeah. But you know, if you've got people on your team that are futuristic is like you know, number 28 on their list, yeah. Right. Like that's going to create some tension, right? Yeah. A lot of times the tension comes from the difference, you know, the differences in us because we don't understand the way that someone else thinks. We think everyone should think the way that we think. Right. Right. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. So if someone thinks differently than us, then there's tension because often we, we um, interpret that through a negative lens. So with Clifton Strengths, we have a language that helps us understand this is actually Dallas's talent, something unique that the way that his brain works, he's thinking in the future, he's able to plan ahead, he's able to dream. The fact that he might not be as present in the, mo- in the moment, he's daydreaming in the meeting, he's got his ideation going all over, you know, his futuristic, his strategic is like, we could do this, we could do that, we could do that, we could do that it would be easy for someone without those talents to maybe look at you and be like, he's off in La La Land. Why can't he just focus on what we're doing right now in this meeting? And they're missing the genius that you bring that's helping to push or helping to stretch or helping to to grow. Um, And at the same time, you might be frustrated sometimes when someone is so focused on only one option, this is the only way forward and, and you see, but actually there are lots of options and why don't we just try one and see what happens. So to just recognize that everyone's contribution is valuable and can help um, and having that common language on your team to be able to celebrate those differences and find the right time in the right space for everyone to, to shine, you know? So how much of your, your, when you go in and work with these companies, how much of your time is spent helping each other, helping these different people learn that language, right? Because it's one thing to get the assessment. It's one thing for me to see that I have ideas. I like to win others over and I'm, I'm strategic and and futuristic thinking, right? Yeah. How do you help me communicate with someone who is none of those things? Yeah. Well, the assessment itself is such a gift because not only can you see your strengths, but you can see the description of all 34 talents. So you at least have a little textbook description of all of them. Um, And then we can put your team into a grid, which we actually did for you, Dallas, Mm -hmm. um, where you can see the strengths of everyone on your team. Um, So that's a great- So that you can build a a well-rounded team, right? So Yeah. Because you need a little bit of everything. You do need a little bit of everything. I think um, that's, that's ideal. It doesn't always happen and it's not bad if it doesn't happen but just to know what you're working with is right. so powerful, right? I mean, my opinion, this is just my opinion. You can tell me, feel free to tell me I'm wrong. My wife, my wife tells me all the time, <laughs> but um, you know, so if, if I am not, 
so I'm a numbers guy in the sense of I love analytics. Yes. I hate bookkeeping. I hate yeah. it. Right. Yeah. So I have two choices. I can either develop that skill or I can farm that out, bring someone in, whatever, and it's off my plate. Those are your two choices, right? Yep. So it's the same thing with anything, right? If, if, if someone is not a strategic thinker, you better have a right-hand man or woman that is, yeah. right? Yeah, you can um, definitely, you can either do it or not do it, right? You can delegate it to someone else. You can farm it out. Um, you can also partner with people. And I think uh, Gallup calls that the power of two. And that is so powerful when you don't just hand it over to someone, but you bring in someone else who together your talents can really like combine, you know, and thrive. That really is one of the things about Luke and myself. Um, yeah. You know, we, we really do have a good mix as far as um, what we bring to our company. And yeah. so how we're able to serve our, our clients. I mean, I've been doing this for 15 years and uh, I've never enjoyed this more because I've taken some of the stuff like that I don't really enjoy. I understand it. I'm, I'm decent at it, but he's yeah. really good at it. Right. And so we're on the same page, um, but he's able to do a lot of the stuff that just slows me down and becomes a bottleneck. And that's what I think, you know, you know, when, when we first did the strength finders with you and we looked at our, yeah. our charts together, that was a very big, not even an aha moment because we had both felt it, but it was like, um, what do you call it? verification, right? Yes. It, it, it verified yeah. some of the things that we saw, but then also opened up our eyes to some of the things that, that we did have vulnerabilities about, yes. right? Uh, and so we had some great conversations right after we did the, 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 the coaching with you. Uh, and so, you know, I think that's why, you know, if, if you've got a team, whether even if it's a small team, I mean, right. I mean, for us, we still just have Luke and myself as full-timers. We have several part-timers that work with us uh, and some contractors that do some work for us, but you know, it's helpful for us with two. I can't imagine how helpful it would be for, you know, if you've got 20, 30, a hundred people on your team to have at least your leadership go through this process, because um, you know, again, going back to the, the staffing issues that so many of these communities are having right now, uh, and like my buddy who had, he has a home, a home care business and, you know, he's working 40 hours a day right now because he, he wow. can't get people to, to work. And, yeah. uh, and so that's obviously not a long-term strategy for him. Yeah. But, you know, what, what we had talked about the other day too, that, that kind of made us want to do this podcast uh, for everybody is sometimes it's not even about finding the strengths of, of your candidates, Right it's making sure that you have the right people in the company in the right roles yep. so that when a candidate comes in, they see, you know, cause when you go interview with a company, you can pretty quickly see whether it's in interviews or right during training that you've walked into a dysfunctional company. That's right. Right. And, you know, going back to people don't quit companies, they quit bosses. That's what that comes down to. Right. Mm -hmm. if, if you get in, I've got a friend who just took a new job two weeks ago. And she's already like, oh man, my immediate report is just terrible. And oh, no. that's not good, right? Like that's, that's a terrible feeling. Um, and so, you know, how, how, I guess, am I, am I on, am I on the right track there with that thinking? And, you know, why would you say that, that, you know, these businesses should look into this as an opportunity for them? Yeah, I think you're a hundred percent, you know, on the right track for sure. 
it's, you know, people don't quit jobs. That's right. You can go get a job anywhere, right? And especially today, more than ever, especially the young people, the, the rising leaders, right? They're not looking for ping pong tables or nap pods or like, you know, any of these fancy benefits that that we thought would attract them. They're looking for a good culture fit. They're looking for a place where they can make a difference. They're looking for a place where, where they are valued and where they can contribute to something that's meaningful and they can make an impact. That's what they want. And if you as a manager don't know how they uniquely, each person um, feels motivated or the kind of impact that they want to make and can make through their own unique talents. If you don't know what lights them up, you can't create that environment, right? For them, for them to contribute to. And so I think um, understanding who is on your team and as a manager, being able to, to treat people individually and make sure that they have what they need to succeed, setting them up for success as as an individual contributor, that's what makes your team strong. Yeah. And I think, you know, to break it down a little into like a couple of key initiatives, I think is if everyone on your team has self-awareness and emotional IQ, right. Or I guess EQ, emotional quote, quote, whatever it is, that to me is really important, especially the bigger your team gets, right. You're, you're, you're opening yourself up for conflicts if you're not handling that. So what is it about strengths finders, you know, and, and you don't have to go through like a, a checkbox of like versus Enneagram and Myers-Briggs and all that, but what is it that's different about strengths finders that you think makes it work so well for teams? Gosh. Yeah. How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> uh, where do I begin? You know, the name strengths finder, I think, is misleading to a lot of people because the assessment doesn't actually find your strengths. What it finds is your talent, or Gallup, Gallup defines it as talent, which means your naturally recurring patterns of thought, feeling, and behavior that can be productively implied. So basically, what makes it so cool is that it it assesses or it finds the way that you naturally move through the world at your best, okay? So there are other assessments out there that focus on weakness or wounds or you know the way that you're, you're not great. And what strengths looks at is your natural way of processing information, making decisions, um, what motivates you, what doesn't motivate you, all those things about your personality but it comes at it from a place of strength, a place of goodness, a place of, you know, I got this. And who, what manager wouldn't want to set their, their team up with, with a path for success, right? Um, so I think the one thing that people don't understand is this is, it's very scientific. It's based in so much research. It's the only, um, the only personality assessment that is still continually referenced in research documents. Um, And it looks at mostly our limbic system in our brain, like emotionally how we respond to things. So it's just so powerful because it really gets to the heart of who the person is and how they, you know, how they are at their best. 
and it's completely individualized. If I don't have maximizer, I don't think we have, uh, we both have activator in our top five. Yep. So if we were to put our reports side by side and we looked at your description of activator and my description of activator, they will read differently because we are different people. So it's not a cookie cutter. You're not one of nine things or four things or four colors or, you know, 16. You're, you're one of a kind um, and not in a like cheesy soft way in a, there are more possible combinations <laughs> than there are people in the world. So. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what was interesting to me when I read mine and I'm, I'm, I'm pulling mine up, I should have pulled it up before we, before we started, but um when you told me that you know just because it says i'm a maximizer is my number four or five or whatever that i have a different level of maximizer than someone else who may yeah. still have maximizer at the same level yeah right and so that individual the the, the uniqueness of it really is uh, pretty fascinating it's so it, it is so fascinating and i've done i don't want to say i've done all of the things you know but i've done a lot of them I've never seen anything that is so individualized. And almost every time I meet with someone, they're like, wow, this is like, this really gets me, you know, in a way that they've never seen before either. So it's pretty cool. Well, Bria, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, um, we're going to set up a landing page on our website. So if you go to seniorlivingpros.com slash strengths, S-T-R-E-N-G, wait, S-T-R-E in g t h s right that's okay. yeah you got it yeah so uh seniorlivingpros.com slash strengths uh if you want to if you want us to introduce you to bria we're happy to do that i think she's going to put a little put some goodies together maybe some uh some some free time uh some free resources uh, so if you if you've got more questions about this um again seniorlivingpros.com slash strengths with an s on the end um and we will, we will make that connection. Uh, Bria, I really appreciate your time. Everybody's time is so valuable these days. Uh, and so I, I want to thank you for devoting, uh, you know, half hour with us. And, um, you know, I, I look forward to working with you more. And, and, and again, I can't stress this enough for those of you out there that are having issues with, you know, keeping your team motivated, building a team to begin with, um, getting everybody on the same page, eliminating not some of that friction that you're having. Uh, in your communities or in your business, uh, I, I really, really recommend uh, reaching out to, you know, going to the seniorlivingpros.com slash strengths, set up a time to chat with Bria and let her help you um, fix those problems, right? Bria, any other thing you want to add before we, before we jump off? You know, I thanks so much for inviting me. I obviously am very passionate about this. And so I'm excited to hear from anyone that's listening. If if this is interesting to you at all, uh, please don't hesitate to schedule a, a call. It's free. And I truly, you know, um, I truly want to help <laughs> because I believe, I believe in what you're doing. And, um, and I, I know that this, this can help you. So if you're looking to communicate, you know, better or build trust on your team, or even just better understand the players that you have on your team and what position to put them in, um, how to create that culture. I'd love to love to hear from you. So thanks, Dallas. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Bria. And thanks again for tuning into this week's edition of our Senior Living Marketing Success podcast. 
uh, where we help you book more tours, schedule more move-ins, and earn more reviews. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Senior Living Marketing Success. If you need more help with your marketing, just join our free Facebook group. Go to facebook.com, search for Senior Living Marketing Success, and join the group. Have a great day.